Hello and welcome to another exciting, thrill-packed edition of your favorite podcast, Hindsight is Horrifying. I am Jason Mitchell, and I'm here with my co-host, Darth Jader. And we are tonight looking back, well, this is actually part two of our Halloween series, our sequence of terror. Yes. Yes, we started off with a truly terrifying movie, (laughs) Halloween Town. Oh. And uh, now we're on another really scary Halloween (laughs) horror movie. It's uh, it's, uh, Ernest uh, Scared Stupid. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. You're here for the whole show. I'm still in. You're not going anywhere. Oh, no wonder you lock the doors and the windows. (laughs) Got it. Uh, yes, we are doing the, uh, I believe the fourth in the, uh, the Ernest canon. I believe yes, so. In the, the Ernest P. Worrell saga. Yes. Uh, uh, I enjoyed these movies as a kid, so I don't really have a ton of, uh, technical research or, lo- I, you know, points on them. I, I, I loved these movies when no, I No, that's what kid. I'm saying. I, I don't. I, I loved them, particularly this one. Yeah, they yeah. were, I love them all. I, I, I believe, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas is my favorite. Yeah, it's the best but, one. Um, yeah. So, listeners, uh, yes, we are discussing Ernest Scared Stupid, and we welcome a good friend of mine to the studio today. Uh, this was his special pick, 1991's Ernest Scared Stupid, and he is in the studio with us now. His name is Jeremy. Hello. 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 Hey. Hey, Jeremy. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming and being on the show today. We appreciate that. And uh, thank you very much for not picking Halloween Town. I, that, that, I don't even know what that is. That is, that is. that is so such a big important gesture to me. Michelle kind of liked that you were ribbing on her the other day. She was like, I know, she's I like, know. Jason's funny. And I was like, it's funny. He's pissed off a lot of the women on the show. So It's all done with love. It is. Yes. Um, it just doesn't appear that way on the surface. <laughs> no, no, it never does. But we love you all. Don't yeah. worry. Anyway, uh, so Jeremy, why don't we start off a little bit by you telling us, because I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, I was a little surprised when you picked this movie for Halloween <laughs> because you are such a cinephile and you are such a cinematic connoisseur. So why don't you tell us a little bit wait, about why- Wait, from Hellraiser? Oh, no, wait, you said cinephile. Shh. Never mind, sorry. Ah, shoot. Be quiet. <laughs> don't scare off the new guest. <laughs> We just lured him, I mean, invited him to his first episode, so <laughs> don't scare him away. But uh, yeah, so Jeremy, what went into your picking this movie? So when you asked me about Halloween-themed movies, um, some of the obvious choices came up, the first being Halloween. Well, uh, sure. I thought that would be too cliche. I mean... little on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, aside from that, um, there was Hocus Pocus, which I'm not that big a fan of and that one was actually already claimed by the time you and i talked anyway yeah and the other one the big one that people talk about is trick-or-treat which i actually haven't seen uh i hear it's great i'll get around to it eventually i i I think i think you're probably it's too late you Mm -hmm. know if you'd seen it 10 years ago yeah i think it really would have but now it's going to just be a kind of a Stupid horror movie. Okay, I'm not even 100 percent sure what this movie is. Trick or treat. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a horror movie. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's all all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So so with those three out of the way, the only logical choice, the only logical choice was Ernest Scared Stupid. The only remaining legit Halloween movie. Exactly. Yeah, and and you know we should explain for for those viewers who because I'm sure there are people who are young and don't have yeah, a clue. Yeah, it's, who it's not a given. Is. Just like with Clueless, just right, like with the yeah. movies that we thought were givens from the '90s. No, doesn't mean you've seen it. Yeah, so Ernest P. Worrell is a character that was invented by the late Jim Varney. 
Mm. Um, Rest who, in peace, Jim. Oh, yeah, I yeah, miss him. yeah. He was uh, he was a heck of a guy from uh, from everything that I've ever read about him. You know, he was uh, he was big into uh, Make a Wish. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I you know there was an article I read the other well when I was doing show prep for this where uh, talking about a little girl who the only thing she wanted when she was on uh, chemo was to have breakfast with Ernest, even oh. though she couldn't eat. She could only oh. take food through an IV, but she just wanted to have breakfast with Ernest, and he did it. You know, he, oh, God he, bless you. Yeah, you know, he was... It, it, it really does sort of color the way you look back on this. You know, you, you can kind of forgive the hokiness a little bit. Well, not even that. He did have some demons of his own. He battled oh, yeah. alcoholism for yeah. a long time, didn't he? I, uh, that always depressed the holy hell out of me, poor Ernest. But, uh, yeah, he was just... You could tell that that was something that he really struggled with. It wasn't like he was a bad person, but he he was just such an angel to everybody that he interacted. Oh, yeah, I mean, with. look, he had his he had his demons and his his, his diseases like Who everybody doesn't? else does. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ernest. Uh, so Jim Varney created the character of Ernest P. Worrell for a TV commercial, and it was actually a character that was used in. I, I saw it written somewhere, and I just I have a hard, I, I couldn't verify the number, but it was something like four thousand commercials. Yeah, with, with for Ernest. like local companies and products. Yeah, yeah I'm actually yeah. in the middle of the article that I pulled up that you brought it for lots of different things like Taco John's, Mellow Yellow, Coca Cola, yeah, you name it. Stuff, he's, yeah. he's advertised just about everything. Yeah. And then, you know, he translated that into ultimately into a uh, a, a, a movie uh, franchise. <laughs> I mean, do, we, do, we, do we call it a franchise? You, I mean, yeah. it's more than the three <laughs> movies. So, yeah. I, it, it it didn't last quite as long as the Avengers, Ugh, but you know no. <laughs> when they were they interviewed him about that. In the a, Ernest Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd I'd live there, <laughs> at least for the month of Halloween. That'd be fun. Yeah. No, oh, that'd be oh, that'd be so many hijinks and shenanigans to get into. But um, apparently, Jim Varney said, uh, kind of in a, to the invention of the character, he says necessity is the mother of invention. The actor strike was happening back in 1979. I went back to Nashville, basically out of work, and John Cherry, who's the local admin there, approached me about doing this character for some local commercials. They were very successful. We won a lot of local advertising awards, and we just started picking up clients. So it just kind of snowballed from there. And Cherry's the—he's the, he's the uh, director and and one of the writers and executive producer, I think. And you know, and normally he had a hand in one way, shape, or form in every single Ernest project. Yeah, and and it's funny because usually whenever we do these these movies, I always like to go and look at who was the you know w the different crew members on, on the movie to go. Oh, you know, hey, did you know that the the cinematographer on Death Race two thousand was Tak Fujimoto? Who was, yeah. you know, it all like, ties together. And yeah. he was also Ferris Bueller's. Uh, he yeah. was the cinematographer for that movie too. Not not this one. <laughs> no, for Ferris yeah, Bueller. No, yeah, no, there's there's no tie-ins. I couldn't find anything worth bringing up. <laughs> well, I think they sort of stood alone. So uh, to that end, Jeremy, like, what was the first Ernest movie you can remember seeing? Was it this one or was it another one? Um, it was another one. I don't know which came out when, but I did see Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, and <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid in theaters. What about Ernest Goes to Camp? I don't remember that one. That was my favorite, actually, when I was a kid. Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas is my favorite now. See, I think I was a little too young to have ever seen them in theaters, but I know we just had them laying yeah. around the house. Because, uh, Jason, you'll really appreciate this. Jeremy, you haven't met him in person, but uh, my dad, uh, my aunt used to tell my dad all the time that he looked like Jim Varney. 
And so to embarrass her, like, and sort of tease her in public whenever she and my mom would be shopping, dad would wear his blue jean vest back in the 80s. You know, I can kind of see it. Yeah. No, yeah. no. He does kind of look like Jim I, yeah, Barney. And, he, he, and it's not an insult. Like, it's uh, he he's fully on board because he would... Uh, wear a baseball cap out shopping with my mom and her sister and wear his jean jacket and then put his cap on and go into a store and be like, it's me, it's me, it's Ernest T. <laughs> and he's just so jean awesome. Jean jacket. Oh, God. <laughs> jean jacket. <laughs> but, yeah. So, my Sorry, dad Jeremy, is... That, that was an inside joke. Just Unless you're just a super <laughs> yeah. obsessed with Bob's Burgers and you immediately get, for, get the reference, just gloss over it. We're used right. to being ignored. But, yeah, so this movie uh, actually starts out with a little girl telling the story of Ernest's great-great-grandfather, right? Phineas Worrell? Does it matter? Yeah, it does A distant relative? <laughs> it does, it's kind of sketchy on that, because at the beginning it just says long ago. Yeah, in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. Yeah. But you come to find that Phineas Worrell, the great-great-whatever uh, of Ernest T. Worrell, uh, actually buried this troll that was a scourge in uh, where do they live in some Missouri in uh, Briarville, Missouri, and uh, the troll was actually stealing the children. Or and you think that he's killing the children at first. It's basically find... it. Kind of, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, this is Dairy, Missouri. It's <laughs> Dairy, Maine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a monster uh, stealing the children, and that's obviously problematic for their parents at the very least. I bet the other it's adults, not desirable. Yeah, yeah, the other adults are like, meh, thin the herd. But you know, I think he gets something like four children in the beginning before Phineas Worrell buries him underneath this really uh, strong oak tree or something, and yeah. uh, curses or the troll curses Phineas. To have dumber and dumber descendants, which to is Ernest, which is nice because it, it's sort of actually like the Ernest origin story. <laughs> you know, it like explains how somebody could be that stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. like the weirdest retcon ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because Ernest reminds me of a character. I don't know if y'all will be familiar with her. She's a, a book and a character. Uh, Amelia Bedelia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, uh, she. Uh, uh, right, she was the housemaid that took everything too literally. Where uh, her, the lady who was the lady of the house would be like, Amelia, I want you to dust the living room, and then she would scatter dust all over the place. Yeah, and mess up the living room. <laughs> Ernest reminds me of her. Earth the kid. Earth the kid. No, she's worth interrupting anybody yeah. for. Why do we even have that? Lever? I know. I know. Like <laughs> pull I, the lever. Earth the Earth the kid was awesome. Oh God, she's yeah. amazing. She's basically just in-person Yzma in this movie, except, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. she looks more Swamp Witch-like, yeah, yeah. but that's about it. Uh, her voice is just so distinguished. And... She just gets into her parts. You know? oh, she, yeah. I mean, she's committed to this role. <laughs> well, it does kind of make me think of Halloween Town with, um, oh, no, I'm blanking on her name, Carrie Fisher's mom. Oh, Debbie Reynolds? Yes, Debbie oh, Reynolds. Because yeah, yeah. it was just this cheesy Agnes kind Moorhead? Of... Shut up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. Because she's in this kind of cheesy kids movie. And this these are both very famous, incredibly talented actresses who are in these little kiddie movies. And they just commit. And the level of commitment they have to their characters is wildly impressive to me. Yes. But I... Okay, so... We, we, we've all sort of... You know, okay. We've established Ernest. We, we, we get the idea... Why are we sitting at this table talking about Ernest at this most wonderful of season of Halloween? Halloween. You know, it, it, and I guess the question is, is this movie scary? Well, and that's something that's come up because uh, when we first started taking bids for movies that people wanted to guest star on for the podcast, 
I was genuinely surprised with the amount of quote unquote kid movies. Like nobody has selected like the classics, the cliches really. Yeah, no, I, nobody's voted for Nightmare on Elm Street or Yeah, you know, no yeah. Jason or Freddy or Michael, none of that. Uh, I'm I'm genuinely surprised. And some of them our first three picks, honestly, that we're doing are more on the kid side of things. So what what really smacks of Halloween about this movie to you, Jeremy? Um, I guess other it, than the fact that it takes place on yeah. All Hallows Eve. <laughs> this is probably not only one of the first Halloween theme movies I've seen, but probably one of the first horror I can you even call it a horror movie? Well, it's very scooby doo. I, I, I think you can. Yeah. Because one of the reasons, at least one of the reasons why it, it the yeah, because it wasn't a box office uh, success. And right. one, one of the things that uh, they pinned the blame on for that was that kids were actually scared of the movie. Oh, they were actually scared of the troll and they were scared of some of the uh, practical effects with the troll. And I, I can see that. I mean, I remember as a kid being scared absolutely shitless by uh, Howard the Duck. When I was a little, <laughs> tiny little kid. Well, who the hell isn't scared of Howard yeah. the damn duck? Yeah, but God. I mean, it scared, it just absolutely terrified me. So I can, I could see a kid watching this thinking, this is genuinely scary. This yeah. is a frightening movie. Well, and I, I was a very jittery kid. I did not care for scary movies at all when I was little. So this was probably one of the few ones that I could stomach because, and my dad always had a way of sort of circumventing my fear with stuff like that. He, and he come up with a logistical reason like jade well if ernest can fight him is he really that scary like it, it can't be that scary of a monster if he's facing off ernest and you know ernest isn't gonna let anything happen to those kids like it was so funny how my dad would just sort of but reason it, with me on that level when but, i was little but isn't that funny though because when you're a kid right because stuff genuinely scares you when you're a kid you oh, watch God, a movie yeah. and it's real We've talked about that, like yeah. when I thought Jim Carrey was really being eaten by that shark in Ace Ventura when I was yeah. a little girl. Oh, I was losing my mind. It was so, I hated well, it. Okay, well, that one's kind of weird, but. Shut but up. The rest. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> you know, but no, uh, you know, and it, it it's interesting to uh, to sort of think in terms of the stuff that your parents would say to you to try to make movies less scary, and none of it worked. No. Mm-hmm. Not a bit of it worked. I mean... And that's a universal concept for parents. I mean, I know we mentioned on Mrs. Doubtfire when Blake Lively was a little girl. She had actually auditioned to be the youngest daughter. Hmm. And she was so nervous to meet Robin Williams after she saw his first movie that they were like, oh, no, honey, this is Mr. Williams' twin. It's not really him. But then when she found oh, out shit. it was him, she blew her audition. So yeah. it just... Because she her nerves got the better of her. But with when you're a kid... It, everything's riding on these like yeah. little compact experiences. It's just what an hour and a half movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but yeah, I, and you get the funny bits with Ernest dressing up and, Oh, and that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Ernest is about 40 characters in every movie yeah. ever yeah. that he's ever in. And I, you have to really give him kudos for that because you know, this was before Eddie Murphy was doing the nutty professor and just all that other stuff. It, it, but Ernest was, he was dressing in drag and he was three different ladies and he was an Ottoman Empire oh, yeah, no, soldier. He, yeah, like, yeah. Or no, he was fighting the Ottoman Empire, right? Because yeah, the yeah. kids want to build a treehouse to get away from their school. Yeah, he was a Roman. Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah Roman he was a Roman saying you have to get the high ground to prevent the Ottomans from, from attacking. Did well, George Lucas take inspiration from Ernest Scared Stupid? You know he did. 
He might have. Maybe for the uh, uh well, you know, maybe what for the we'll Ewoks. do is uh, we're gonna do a movie where um, yeah, <laughs> um, there's a stupid guy, Land Speeders. and he uh, he steps in poo poo, and uh, <laughs> oh god, wait, no, that was I was that was a joke, but then I realized that was actually uh, episode one. <laughs> that, that's the okay. Oh no, we missed a, a better joke just a minute ago on the screen, Jason, where Ernest is trying to they're trying to find a nice tree to build a tree fort, and Ernest says, "Oh, it's an old pioneer way of finding north. Bark grows on the outside of the tree." <laughs> Well, he is right, to be fair. He's not wrong, but that's not the way to find North. I want to talk about, you know, since, you know, we're we're discussing if if this is scary or not. Okay, so for me, the first movie that I remember absolutely terrifying me was Ghostbusters. Hmm. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Okay, Mm -hmm. so what was, for the two of you, as best you can remember... Under penalty of perjury, what was the first movie you can remember that ap- that really gotcha? Uh, depending on which one came out first, it was either Beetlejuice or The Witches. Mm. Ooh, The Witches, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, the transformation of the kids into the rats was freaky. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that stuff, I mean, when you're a kid, that stuff is real, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you can't differentiate, and that... Honestly, going back, I know I've mentioned it so many times, but it might be Ace Ventura, and it wasn't a scary movie. It was just that moment. And it for me, it was never, like, scary movies as a whole because my parents got the gist really quickly. Like, oh, this this second kid that we had is a complete chicken, so she can't be subjected to scary stuff. But I remember, like, The Little Mermaid, uh, Ursula scared me pretty badly. Yeah. I didn't like yeah, her yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, I could see that. Um uh, so yeah, it would just be snippets of stuff like that, and my dad would be like, "It's okay, Simba's coming back to save the day." Like he would just tell me, "Like just sit tight, everything's gonna be fine." Wait, to kill Ursula? Yes, uh, it was a mashup that a few people have heard of. <laughs> but you know, Scar kills Mufasa, and then you just oh, you get so sad. The cats but... don't like swimming. I know they don't. Uh, well, uh, tigers do. But he's not a tiger, so shut up. There we are. <laughs> no, but, anyway. but but it is it is interesting your point though because like. The movies that aren't intended to be scary that parents show their kids thinking, oh, well, it's just a movie. It's a kid's movie even. I'll show it to my kids. And they end up getting terrified of it. The Dark Crystal scared me. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, couldn't watch any of those movies. When I was movies. a kid. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, you haven't watched Dark Crystal all the way through? You don't like Labyrinth? I'm like, those movies? Oh, uh, my, oh, no. I actually have a solid answer for this now that it's finally come back to me. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Really? Yes, because I would have been about five or six when that movie came I out. I can't believe it's so popular. Oh, no. it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so overrated. Oh, ah. God. But um, no, I was a, I was a single-digit kid when that came out in theaters, and my parents were like, oh, the guy who made Beetlejuice. We love Beetlejuice, and they took me to see it, and that movie scared the living hell out of me, especially the clown that could tear off its yeah. own face. Oh God! Yeah, mm. I mean, look. When my son was, you know, like four years old, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zerg from I Toy you Story. Remember your son's name? Yeah, no, yeah, my son Zerg. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was terrified of him. He would literally. He loved Toy Story, and when Toy Buzz's Story Buzz's nemesis. Yeah, Buzz's nemesis, oh, okay. and Zerg scared the absolute crap out of him and Aww. he's going to be so embarrassed when he finds out I was telling everyone about this. We won't tell. It's not a public forum or anything. No, but, no, no. You can reach him by the way. I'll give his email address. No, I'm <laughs> he's on Hotmail. He thinks it's an active email address. Um, no, but it it's 
to speak to that same point, it's the same for all little kids. I remember watching this really precious clip, and I'm not going to promise to put it in the show notes like Jason always does. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Don't God worry. I give you my word. I hate you so much. But uh, there was a little girl at one of these. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Yeah. The pizzas in the uh, scene where they're attacking the... Uh, so Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they're from Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're from Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, Secret of the Ooze. Yep. Yeah. The pizza gun and the pizza discs themselves. Which starred the mom from Halloween Town. So. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. Yeah, she was April O'Neil. Okay. No. Well, you, we were just talking about Toy Story a moment ago, and Jim Varney was, of course, Slinky Dog in the first yes, two. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. Before he passed away from lung cancer, sadly. Um, which was ironic, because that's another one of those things I found. It wasn't necessarily a tie-in to this movie, but Jim Varney did a series of PSAs about not smoking. smoking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, how it's bad for you and everything. And it, it was always more of a do as I say, not as I do sort of a situation. But, yeah, that's unfortunately how he passed well, away. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I just want to bring this up because I, I feel like talking about it. And for some reason, watching this reminds me of it. Um, so this weekend, I went to a place here in Georgia that I don't think too many people know even exists. Did you know that we actually have... In Georgia, we have an entire museum dedicated to Bigfoot. Uh, I do because I saw your Instagram this weekend, so I do now, yes. We we, we drove, uh, it was like a little over an hour to get up to Blue Ridge, and there is an honest-to-God museum of Bigfoot uh, that my son and I went to this weekend. And I think any state with a decent amount of mountains probably has some... I don't Manor know. This, Bigfoot the, museum. this one, this one is, I think this is the only one that's like this. Uh, if anybody ever has, if you're in Georgia, uh, if you live in Georgia or if you live in Tennessee or some places nearby, I'm driving distance. Uh, yeah. Seriously, go check this place out. It's really, really cool. Uh, regardless of what you think about Bigfoot, it's just so cool to see this little like side of the road thing that people have set up and put money into. And yeah. it's a whole Bigfoot museum. And it's, it's kind of well done. It, it's actually really well done. It's uh, It would definitely be worth the trip, but it, I'll put more pictures up on uh, Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, why don't you put that in the show notes? Link to it in the show notes. <laughs> no, uh, oh, before I forget about that story, as far as like little kids and how they, like there are snippets and what you were saying about David is that he, one of these days he's going to look back and be like, oh my God, I was scared of Zerg. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he does was, now. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, no, no. He, I mean, uh, oh, you said when he was four, and he's yeah, what, he, no. he's already old enough to look back at the things that scared him when he was younger, and like there. Uh, speaking of museums, the uh, uh, Museum of Aviation in Warner Robins, mm-hmm. great museum, like so cool that we have access to this here in Georgia. Right. He when we I took him there for the first time, and he was literally terrified to just the nth degree of the mannequins. There were mannequins in uniforms and sitting in airplanes and things, and they scared the absolute shit out of them. I think a lot of people have things about mannequins. Like there are movies where they come to life. Hell, even in Doctor Who, they've done that. Yeah. But uh, that that was what my story was about. This little girl was talking to Matt Smith at I can't remember which con it was, but she was little, like maybe six years old, and her dad had to lift her up to reach the microphone. And she looked at Matt Smith, and she's like, "Are you scared of the weeping angels?" And everybody just goes. Oh, because you can tell that's just the bane of her existence right now in her six-year-old world. And 
he handled it like a pro. He looked back and said, are you scared of the weeping angels? And she nodded and like couldn't even talk to him about it. She was so scared. And he goes, well, that's okay, because I'm the doctor and I'm here to fight them all off. And everybody just lost Aww. their minds cheering. It's all inspiring. But, no, but with her, that how many little kids get that kind of rev- resolution to their fears? No. Like, oh, well, the doctor says he's got my back, so I guess I'm and, covered now. And, and look, the weeping angels, I submit that as far as the stuff that scares kids, they cannot hold a candle to the clockwork creatures from the girl in the fireplace episode oh they're bo- they're both terrifying they are th- those guys are full-on terrifying they're pretty awful you know that was a that was a david Tennant episode but oh uh, yeah yeah unlike the uh the troll in this movie who has just come to life uh so to, to get us back to some quick exposition of what's going on in the movie Ernest, of course he always seems to befriend uh the local kids that's just kind of his thing. He's a little simple-minded. So. Nothing creepy about that at all. No. It was a simpler time. Yeah. 1991. <laughs> it was a 91? Yeah, this movie came out in 91. Oh, wow. But, um, Holy moly, I was 12. And unfortunately, well, Ernest is kind of caught in the midway. Like, the kids get along with him, but the parents can't really tolerate him because he's he's kind of stupid and he's bumbling and he's always making mistakes and breaking yeah. stuff. Uh, he got trapped in his own trash compactor in his in his in his big trash truck. So that was the first thing you see him do in the movie. The dog actually has a great him. conversation with the uh, with a doll. Oh right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 that was pretty. Uh, he gets trapped <laughs> and he's giving he's throwing his voice to the doll, uh, trying to get the doll to block the gear so that the trash compactor will break down. And he's like, No, no, don't throw me in there. Look, it's it. This it, this whole movie's just it. it with instead, a instead a of a clown, it, troll. yeah, instead of a clown, it's a troll. <laughs> but um, they bring him to life, uh, and in just the, the simplest way possible, because Eartha Kit is the old lady Hackmore, and she's got all. Of, oh, she's got a great line because Ernest is the sanitation engineer of the mm-hmm, town, mm-hmm. and he's been assigned by the sheriff. Oddly enough, why is the sheriff in charge <laughs> I, of sanitation? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but the, I don't know. The mayor is barking at the sheriff to get uh, Ernest to get off his butt and go clean up old lady Hackmore's estate, which is just covered with garbage that she's yeah. turned into statues and stuff. And he's like, "Well, your yard's filled with garbage, Miss Hackmore." And she's like, "It's not garbage; it's representation of the human soul, or something like that." But yeah, I know garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, because I mean, why didn't the cop? Uh, you know what? I'm not. I don't know. I'm not doing a, this with an earnest movie. You're gonna hurt yourself trying <laughs> to shoehorn logic into a movie like this. Uh, but you know, you have old lady Hackmore, the mysterious old hag who lives in town, and you don't know what her secrets are. But come to find, uh, she wants to stay away from Ernest because she knows the the lore of the the Whirl family and how he could potentially bring the troll back to life. And knowing how stupid and literal Ernest is, she tells him exactly how to bring the troll back to life. And then he does it to everyone's surprise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Um, So, okay. um, uh, I I am actually curious about something um, because, you know, we have a lot of guests on the show and uh, uh, it's oftentimes sort of a surprise to me because Darson's emails, very detailed emails explaining what's happening on this date and who's going to be there. And I don't tend to read those. Um, and so I <laughs> just, just like I, my show notes. And so yeah, I, I, I just sort of know that, you know, Oh, we're recording tonight and hopefully it's a movie I've seen. Um, and, Cause I'm definitely not going to watch yeah. it. Um, but how do you guys know each other? Uh, how do, where's, where, where's this from? Uh, we met through some mutual friends several years ago uh, wow. and we've actually been on a podcast together at a different time. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, we've known each other, what, like 
at least five years. Something like that, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, yeah. Jeremy. Oh, time flies. <laughs> but yeah, Jeremy's just my awesome bud. So, uh, and he's like I said, just the most expert at cinematics that i know honestly he's always on facebook talking about all the new movies that he's seen like so jeremy why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that like your whole process with how you go see movies and kind of review them for the public yeah because darth said that you you go see movies all the time which i respect Mm -hmm. because that's got to be kind of tough lately uh (laughs) yeah the summer season is always oh the worst but no i mean movies are my thing um been seeing movies since as far back as i can remember including ernest scared stupid <laughs> um so yeah and i guess around middle school high school age is when i they moved from a hobby to a genuine interest and i just see everything i can i have the unlimited plans for both amc and regal uh, so I can see whatever I want, basically. And what was the last movie you saw in the theater? Ooh, I'm trying to think. It's probably some obscure movie no one's ever heard of. That's okay. In this yeah. audience, come on. No, <laughs> the people who tune in for this, come on. They're mostly across the world. So if it's it was not Australian, like can... especially, yeah. <laughs> what, was it an Australian uh, film? Yeah, they'll know. Um, Trying to think of an Australian film, but <laughs> not Crocodile. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> oh, Kangaroo. <laughs> Skippy. Yeah. Yeah, Skippy. And uh, think of a great Australian. Well, the author was an Australian, Bill Bryson. What's that book mm. that he wrote? That he wrote about Australia. Oh, in a sunburned uh, country. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't think of any Australian movies. I can't remember the last movie I saw in the theater. I, I God, I don't even remember. I think it was Interstellar. It's wow, been a, that was. I I'm I get to see maybe one movie in the theater a year. Yeah, we're not big on going to the movie theater ourselves anymore either. It's just not our thing, unless it's just something that I'm dying to see. Like maybe, uh, you know, back when Pirates of the Caribbean was still coming out, I yeah. I always wanted to see those in theaters. I like seeing Star Wars, just not necessarily because the movies are all that terrific anymore. It's just uh, there's something different about seeing them on a gigantic screen. That, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go see the. Uh, I've seen all the 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 three or two of the three, and then I'll go see the third one uh, when it comes out. And I saw uh, Rogue One. I didn't see Solo just because... Eh. You didn't was, miss anything. Yeah, I know. I liked it. I, it wasn't the greatest, obviously, but I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. And that that's kind of the grain of salt that I'm taking with me, excuse me, into pretty much all the Star Wars films now. See, and I, I, I watched Rogue One, and I watched it because uh, a friend of mine said, when you go to watch it, the way you go watch Rogue One and enjoy it is don't think of it as, as a Star Wars movie. Just get it in your head you're going to see a war movie. And I said, okay. The and fact I, that you have to build up a defense mechanism in your head well, to okay, see it, the movie. It makes sense because it's part of a franchise. It's part of the, you know, this, it's the Star Wars. It's a Star Wars story, you it's, know. Go, here's $20. Go see a Star War. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But as a war movie... You know, as a sort of, you know, okay, this is a bunch of, you know, a ragtag group of people going off and doing some, you know, Guns of Navarone mission. Well, (laughs) yeah. I was thinking more Battle of Britain or something like that. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. And it worked for me. Well, Eddie Izzard says that all the bad guys are British anyway in Star Wars movies. Yeah, well. It's just, it's the rebels, sir. They're here. (laughs) Except Darth Vader's not. 
That's true. He's he, not British. He had the deep voice. Well, That's who is the actor who played well, him? Well, David Prowse. Yeah, is yeah, yeah there you go. really yeah. delve yeah. into Blue it. Uh, Kylo Ren, he's not. Isn't he? He's not British. Yeah. Oh, apparently, I saw a great meme with him and Harrison Ford the other day where uh, Harrison Ford was on some sort of interview with him and he looks at, his name is Adam something. Driver. Adam Driver, thank you. Uh, one of the many Adams of the universe. And he, Harrison Ford looks at him and goes, hey, kid, I've got a joke for you. Knock, knock. And Adam Driver goes, come in. And Harrison Ford just, you could see his mind go blank. And somebody commented, that is the second time Kylo Ren killed Harrison yeah, Ford. That's, that's, that's like, that's like joke uh, or it's humor judo. I mean, cause it just, that's it. You can't come back if you do a knock, knock joke. It's like, says, when, in, yeah. it's like when Dwight was trying to do the KGB knock, knock jokes with Jim and Jim just slapped him in the face. The KGB will ask the questions. It's just, yeah, you can't come back from that. Is that from, what is that from, Golden Girls? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, the office. <laughs> but anyway, so there was a movie we were discussing, and uh, to the point of the commercials that Jim Barney used to do, Jason, that's what makes me think at this point in the movie, he goes to, I can't remember the guy's name, he goes to the local store where this guy is clearly just a swindler selling stuff straight out of a uh, an Adam West Batman movie. We've got Troll Repellent. I would We've buy got... all of that shit though. That's I'm telling you that right now. It's an Acme store. It's I would like... be I would be bankrupt if that's if that man owned a store. We've in got this Troll town. Guns yeah. and Troll Seed. We've got Troll Bait. We've got all this troll stuff. And he just charges him like over a thousand dollars for all this crap that isn't gonna help him. I almost I mean, literally, my fingers are so close that that there's you know almost no space between them. I I was this close to spending forty bucks on a second uh, generation Bigfoot foot cast this weekend. That's where I. That's who you're talking. Yet to. another collective. Yeah. For the Bat Cave. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. I finally was like, you know what? This one, this is finally over the line. This I've is hit, one I've hit rock foot toe over the line. Yeah. <laughs> rock bottom. Because uh, Jeremy doesn't know this about you. Your your big collection at home. Uh, you've got everything. Uh, you said the proton pack fell through, but you've got the ha uh, yeah. the ha yeah the portrait of Gene Hackman. Yes. Um, you've got all the scale models, some of which you can see in our studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what yeah. else have you got in your? Well, I had the two disappointments. One was the proton pack fell through, and the hat from Josie Wales fell mm. through, and that one actually ended up disappointing me more. Oh, you know, because were you actually going to wear it? Yeah, hell yeah, I was. I was going to wear. It. Oh, you know what you should yeah, do? Not anywhere near my wife. You know but... what? <laughs> She'd slap you silly. Uh, don't take pictures in that damn thing. No, but um, you know what I could totally see buying is the hat from Night Shift that they oh, yeah. give to Henry Winkler for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. I, actually, that's I, I've kind of decided that's what I'm going to be doing for Christmas is buying people uh, movie memorabilia because you can go on the internet and you can find. Pieces of movie memorabilia. Oh, yeah. I've already decided what I'm getting you for Christmas, actually. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. It's happening. I, it's not I, memorabilia, I, but you'll appreciate yeah, it. I think I know, yeah, I think I know yours, too. And and the cool thing about buying movie memorabilia for people is that it's the ultimate, you didn't know you wanted this, but as soon as you see it, you go, I'm, I'm, my God, I wanted this. <laughs> yep. I, I got, think you and I are going to be really good at picking yeah. out gifts for each other I for think, exactly that reason. I got a friend of mine an autograph, a Jessica Walter autograph. Oh, and and it was like it's literally what he said it was like I had no idea how much I wanted a Jessica Walter I'm going autograph. Out and getting a frame right now. Now I have one. 
<laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, I could do with an Eartha Kid autograph. Or also, R.I.P. Poor. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Eartha Kid, though. I mean, she was she was pretty. She up was there. older. Yeah, yeah, she was that, pretty up there. That was she... that made a little more sense. But yeah. uh, we're at the point in the movie, listeners, where Ernest has clearly risen the troll <laughs> from blah, 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 troll, blah, blah, the blah. dead <laughs> and you know this is a it's kind of a thing with kids movies where you don't have to be tuned in the entire time in order to really follow the story but you should be <laughs> Ooh. it's captivating ominous well you know it, it's you know the fifth or sixth viewing you really pick up on the subtext and the you know the layers that are written into the script you know and, and oh yeah you know, and uh, all the subtleties. I still want to read the book it was based on. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. Don't tease me about Just this. Based on a book by Stephen King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, especially the post Family Guy Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, seven thousand pages of cocaine fueled nonsense. <laughs> well, and uh, we've already discovered the troll's weakness uh, at this point in the film as well, and that is Jeremy. Do you want to tell the listeners? Miak. Milk. <laughs> For those of us that don't speak Klingon. Um, yes. So Ernest actually gets away from the troll, which I, once again, I'm not going to try to force logic into this film. Uh, I don't know why the troll was trying to attack Ernest in the first place. Uh, because, because he's he's a whirl, right? Yeah. And that's like the, he's got like a family grudge. But his whole, yeah, right? but his whole focus is on kids. He's not he's not in invincible until he turns six children into wooden dolls and which also uh this is a question maybe you can answer for me jeremy being the uh earnest scared stupid expert uh, <laughs> i assume you that's, are if you I, pick that, the movie yeah. that's not an insult that's where your life ended up right there <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's on your on your business cards now this is the last you'll be hearing from me yeah. hi i'm an earnest <laughs> I, I just got an unfriend request on yeah. facebook <laughs> Huh. But uh, no, maybe both. I don't know who can answer this question or if it makes sense at all. So you find toward the later end of the movie, Eartha Kitt was part. She was around when Phineas Worrell was around and originally buried the troll. But uh, two of her siblings and these two random white children that have nothing to do with the story. They're just standing there at the end of the movie. (laughs) Um, These four kids were uh, turned into wooden dolls by the troll, but she stole them from the oak tree mm-hmm. where the troll was keeping them. And he's got to, he's got to have six total before he can become invincible and summon his army of trolls. Mm-hmm. And so she stole the four, like, wouldn't the troll just hunt down this four? Just, does he not know that she has them or how does that work? I'm he's guessing... already killed four. And, and like, if he comes back now, he's got to kill a whole fresh batch of six kids. So yeah. So he, when he turns the kids into dolls, he places them on the tree uh, so that's the whole thing is he needs to actually physically place them on the tree. So okay, the, in since, those little grooves where he was. Yeah. Okay. So since Eartha Kit has the four, those don't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's got. I guess he's got no means of tracking her down, even though the tree that he was buried on is on her. Yeah. Her <laughs> property, yeah. yeah. It's about five hundred feet away from her house, but yeah. you know, whatever. But you know, it is kind of interesting because. You know, e- even though this is in uh, an earnest movie and it's silly and stupid and everything else like that, it, it it does follow horror movie rules in that it has rules. There's the troll has things he can do. The troll has weaknesses. He's got an objective. He's got to do X, Y, and Z to win. If you watch it, like it doesn't have any the of rules that. are so it arbitrary. It doesn't have yeah. any of that stuff. You no. know, it's just ah. 
That was scary. Ah, that was scary. Well, he seems like this all-powerful clown that can literally do anything, and yet yeah. he doesn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe laziness is what's to blame in that case. Like, he's too busy chewing I'd, off the scenery to really commit I w- I to murdering would, I children. I would love to think that that's the thing with, with Pennywise, is that he's just fundamentally kind of lazy. I would hope so. <laughs> you know? Because we couldn't... We Honestly, Jeremy, I don't know how big of an it fan you are, but we couldn't figure out the rules to where... Uh, Adam Darby was supposing that maybe, oh, well, he can only appear to children. And I was like, no, that's not true because he appears to Bill's wife on the side of the mm-hmm, road. And, mm-hmm. oh, well, uh, just, and you, Jason, were like, well, keep somebody around you so he can't bother you. It's like, no, because he was in the library bursting balloons and nobody yeah. else noticed but Harry Anderson. Yeah. It, just, it yeah. didn't make any sense. But the, the troll seems to have more solid rules to follow. Yeah. With the exception of Ernest. So I'm wondering if the Whorls have sort of superpowers over the trolls in a way because when, when the troll who is, very powerful. He gets run over by a truck twice. Doesn't mm-hmm, phase him mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but when he punches Ernest or tries to hurt him, Ernest just Ernest is basically a cartoon character, and there are no consequences for the for him physically. <laughs> I, I have to correct something I said earlier. I, I said that whenever I was looking through this, that there was nobody in this that was connected to anything else. There's one exception, and that is the girl, I can't, uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth, um, who was on Third Third Rock from the Sun. Mm. Was she? Yeah, yeah. So she she was a regular on Third Rock from the Sun. So she went off and did other things. Everyone else, not so much. I was about to say, I couldn't really find what any of the other children actors had no. done or anything. Like, I don't I don't really recognize anybody from this movie the, but Ernest. The cinematographer had done some other stuff, and I think it was actually kind of noteworthy, but I just didn't care enough to remember. Oh, hang on, Jason, because this is where we find out that the troll is a bit of a pedophile. Um, <laughs> because oh, <laughs> well, Elizabeth is laying in her bed, and you have this. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I th- no, I had the same reaction when I saw it. It's Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> I guess not. He's an asshole, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not too soon. Yeah, never is. I mean, how many Cosby jokes have we made on this show? Oh God, yeah. countless. Yeah. But yeah, Elizabeth is laying in her bed, and she's scared to look under the bed where she thinks her costume is going to be, and then it's just her teddy bear. But then she rolls over onto her other side, and the troll is like laying right next to her. It's uh, super creepy. Yeah, and it's weird because the troll is genuinely like a horror movie baddie. You know, it, it, it's a real. You know, it's not a good one, but it's a genuine horror movie villain monster yeah you know and it, it is kind of out of place but i don't know how you do a how do you how do you do a halloween movie that doesn't have that and not yeah. end up with halloween town especially well yeah you know? especially, well that's the thing is that i think that's where a big hunk of the budget went into besides varney's payment <laughs> is you know jim varney's the biggest star in the movie that's a given besides Earth yeah. Kid. But then they, it's like they actually paid attention to some of the costuming. Whereas in Halloween Town, you'd see somebody with a dog mask yeah. that they clearly yeah. bought from Party City. Yeah. And then they'd be like, you know. No, no. I think Oriental Trading Company. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, that's yeah. even a step pa- down. Party City's above where that was. Well, and whatever Milo's trainer's fee was. Yeah. Not Milo. Sorry. That's the dog from the mask. Uh, Jack Russell. Uh, Rimshot is Rimshot. the dog in this yeah, movie. Rimshot. Sorry. Who's my favorite which, character? Which, for some reason, every time he says that, I think it's a dirty joke, but yeah. it's not. No, I was <laughs> Yeah. I didn't want to bring it up. Like like I, I didn't remember it yeah. from when I first saw it. So when he said rimshot, I was like, what? What did he just say? It's like, you know. But I mean, it makes sense. Hey, wait, sense hang on a second. I, I got one of those. Play it. No, no. that's not it. 
There we there go. go. <laughs> I was about to say because a rim shot is an actual comical thing, and of course, Ernest gonna he's gonna have a dog named after something funny. Yeah, that, and it's it's a purely innocent thing, but you gotta know. <laughs> it, it's a good one. It's not as good as uh, the dog from uh, the Jerk. That's the best. That's the best. Oh, shithead. Shithead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the. I, I still laugh at that. That's uh, so terrible. Come on, shithead. <laughs> well, with dogs, it's all about tone. It's so, not about the words themselves. Someone's mad at these cans. God, Kyle. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm thinking of another movie. Uh, oh, I was thinking about uh, your whole. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got to I got to do it at least once an episode. That's Momentary it. I'm done. <laughs> and we're back. No, I I thought you were going for your whole Kyle bit about what you're going to name your next dog there for a second. <laughs> Cuz uh Jeremy, I know you haven't heard this, but uh Jason wants to get a dog and name him something very human like Kyle so that you can talk about him <laughs> as though, you know, this is like your partner or a friend that you're angry with. Yeah, like, Kyle and I were in bed, you know, last uh, night. He's licking my face and it's so annoying. He just uh, always has to lick me. Kyle embarrassed Kyle, me. stop it. Kyle embarrassed <laughs> me at the park when he was no, licking I, this bitch the other day. <laughs> no, but I told you I, I changed my mind because it, it, it's going to be uh, Riggs. Riggs. So <laughs> when he does something bad, I can go, damn it, Riggs. Yep. I'm too old for this shit. Kyle was licking my ankles when I got out of the shower the other day. It was so unsanitary. But <laughs> just And then he took a big shit right there. <laughs> no, but now you have to wonder how much dirtier that game gets when you call the dog rim shot. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh. You're rim welcome. Shot. You're welcome, hindsighters. <laughs> Rimshot, get away from that bitch. <laughs> you can hear it. It's great. Rimshot loves leather. <laughs> Rimshot loves it when I put his collar on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so now that we've managed to ruin this I don't, movie. I, I don't want everyone in the audience to get too aroused. <laughs> <laughs> no caradining on this episode, listeners. Uh. We should have called that as we should have called that at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So well th this is where the rules of the troll are a bit arbitrary because like I said, um, we we do discover that his his weakness is milk, which is ironic because it's supposed to make you strong. What? <laughs> it's got calcium, but yeah. Was this movie paid for by the calcium lobby? <laughs> yeah. You gotta wonder. Yeah. Maybe, no, because well, no, then uh, Mr. T would have been in it. Was um, this yeah. in? The, would this have been in the heyday of the Got Milk commercials? Uh, this would have been before. Yeah, just before it. Oh, yeah, okay. ninety one. Oh yeah, you're right because Friends came out in ninety four. For, and I yeah. remember the friends having advert advertisements for that too. So yeah, I mean this is this is pre Clinton. I mean this is a long time pre Arsenio. Yeah, pre Arsenio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Never gonna get over that. But yeah. Uh, oh, there you go. The milk truck. Because we haven't even mentioned Kenny. It's so a good thing they still have milk trucks. Right? I mean, <laughs> well, it, it doesn't look like a typical milk truck delivering glass bottles to each and every yeah, house. Yeah, it's, it's a very small, very it's, compact milk truck. Yeah, but apparently the town only has that one little convenience store yeah. where everyone gets their groceries. So I guess they only need that one delivery of milk in the yeah. town of uh, Dairy, Maine. I mean, Briarsville, Missouri, whatever. Dairy, Dairy Missouri. Dairy, yeah, Missouri. Yeah. Right. Thank you. But... Beep, beep, Elizabeth. <laughs> beep, beep, <laughs> rimshot. But, uh, so, <laughs> I'm not going to stop It just sounds so dirty, and I don't know. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Ernest still has his uh, big monster uh, trash truck that he's... Yes, yes, which... which he's cruising hint, around hint, in. Hint, hint, that'll be important. 
Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. We paid for the truck. Well, We're going to no, film the truck. No, the truck uh, isn't really all that important, to be honest. Uh, it gets him in trouble. Yeah, because well, he it, yeah. Ernest has got these little like acme traps that he's trying to set up all around the town to trap yeah. the troll. And at one point, I think we already missed it because he was setting up that huge like acme bear trap and he was putting his whole body against it, like trying to weigh it down to flatten it. Yeah. And uh, he's got his dog with the stick that's supposed to stop the trap from springing. And he's like, <laughs> come on, Ramshaw, give me the stick. And the dog just ignores him and walks away with it. And it's <laughs> it snaps together and instead of splitting his body in half like yeah, it should have yeah. it sprung him about 50 feet up in the well air. so what if Ernest is a supernatural being <laughs> oh, no <Okay. laughs> we're not doing this I've had it with your damn conspiracy theory no it's a fan theory well I guess it's a it's Halloween so yeah. I'm going to allow it but I know you weren't actually going to follow the, that the, up with the, anything the two things I do when I watch any movie is is ponder how much it could be improved by the addition of Batman and <laughs> I've yet to find a movie that can't be improved I've yet to find one movie that wouldn't have been better with Batman in it. And a recent episode where our friend Randy came on proved that on Animaniacs, Batman actually showed up mm. and made the episode a little bit better. So Yeah, and then somebody said, what about Batman? And I said, of course that would be better. You'd have two of them. <laughs> two Batmans. Two Batmen. <laughs> two Batmen. Batmans. <laughs> Batmans is... They're Batmans. <laughs> but yeah, so this, yeah, this, Trumpy. Is, this is where the garbage truck gets the, um, gets Ernest in trouble because he does kind of use it as a, a trap for the troll. And meanwhile, the schoolyard bullies that, you know, we mentioned about 40 billion years ago, uh, the ones that are bullying the, the geeky kids of Briarsville mm -hmm. who are, you know, the whole impetus for them wanting to build the tree house in the first place. Uh, They're wearing troll masks and trolling the poor geeky kids and scaring them because they, the geeky kids and Ernest are the only ones that are aware that a troll is, you know, looming around. And so that's scary. But now these two kids get trapped in Ernest's garbage truck and it turns out, oh no, they're the mayor's children. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. And, and it's, it's sort of like, I, I guess a parallel to Halloween town where, watching the movie you realize that the antagonist the mom is right the whole time and you know she's the sensible person <laughs> it's sort of like in this when it's like oh my god they fired Ernest yes and that was the logical thing to do he got trapped <laughs> in his own garbage truck he trapped yeah. two children hey, in a garbage yeah, truck then later yep exactly that's so. something that you get fired for if you're a sanitation engineer yeah if you're the fact that the word engineer is I in know. there sort of implies that you should be smart enough <laughs> yeah. to not let either of those things happen. Yes. Almost crushing children to death is probably a universal firing offense. I don't care what the job is, you know. Damn it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If you're if you're a podcaster and you almost crush children to death, you shouldn't you should be fired as a podcaster. Well, then I just won't tell you about the children that I've crushed and we'll be fine. So uh, you, you yeah, get a almost. That's fine. <laughs> it wasn't your kid, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we get a sort of upbeat, sad moment at the same time where Ernest gets fired. He loses his big cruiser garbage truck and uh, he's like, oh, it's everybody thinks I'm a loser. I'm never going to be a hero. And then all, Rimshot just bites his ankle. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what, Rimshot? That's exactly what I needed. Let's go. I'm going to be a hero. And then he just 
You know, and it, he changes it, his mind. And it's cute that he listens to his dog. It's not like a Son of Sam kind of thing. He doesn't you know? exactly have a lot of other people to listen to. That's well, true. But it, it, it's good that Rimshot doesn't tell him to, you know, go kill the mailman. Because <laughs> apparently he would do it. I mean, if he wants another truck to drive around, yeah, yeah. maybe. He's commandeering it. It's a nautical term. But, yeah, so now... So what happens if the troll gets all the dolls? Uh, he can summon his... Yeah, his troll cohorts. Okay. So he'll have a whole army. So he's got to have a perfect set. Yes. But okay. what's with the... Are the... Because Ernest calls them Brussels sprouts. So the way that it works is uh, the troll keeps taking every child that he turns into wood mm-hmm. back to the tree and putting them in little, little grooves like you were talking about, Jeremy. So yeah, and the trees kind of like feed the... They do like... Kind of look like the pods from Alien. A little mm-hmm. bit, like mm-hmm. yeah. snotty pods. Like yes. <laughs> yeah. all the trolls are covered in music mucus in this. Eighties uh, and nineties, everything had to have mucus all over it. Yeah, and, and I aliens, wasn't a fan monsters. of monsters. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. It's uh, off-putting Just to me. Nasty. I mean, with the cocaine, everything was all yeah. about noses. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, guess. that's where most of Stephen King's, uh, you know, oeuvre True. comes from. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh well, now here's an epic chase scene that we get to, guys, especially because. Ernest is uh, driving around with a rimshot and the troll attacks them while he's driving his truck and Ernest starts, you know, battling with the troll. He tries to spray troll be gone through the windshield at it, which classic Ernest move. And then he like the troll starts smashing the windows and stabbing through the top of this uh, with this sword that he suddenly has trying to kill Ernest. And he keeps stabbing in the same place. Mm-hmm. Thinking that he, definition of insanity, doing mm-hmm. the same thing over mm-hmm. and over. It's a troll. What do you expect? <laughs> That's racist. Are you implying <laughs> that trolls are stupid? Uh, no, but so Just very angry. What do you have against the Irish? <laughs> that was racist. That was racist. <laughs> Gene. That's Leprechaun, not troll. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, has and anyone it, claimed that movie? No, no that, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer uh, Aniston, start. Oh God, that's right. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody's going to start somewhere. Yeah, it's true. Hey, George Clooney was in a Killer Tomatoes movie. Yeah, yeah. He was also on Roseanne. Yeah. Ugh. But, uh, oh. oh, yeah, he was on Roseanne. Yeah, he was Booker on Roseanne. Yeah. Jim Varney was also on Roseanne. So there, full circle. Wow. Uh, he was in the ninth, se- the last season where everything went off the rails, and it made me so angry with the ending of that show because I caught up with it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but, I, the, but then they retconned it, so. Yeah, and that, well, but then yeah. Roseanne went off the rails in real life. Yeah, then they canceled so, that. Yeah, so, yeah, it just sucks. But um, so Jim Varney does this great thing where his window is rolled down, the, troll's trying to, the troll is trying to attack him through the window, and he locks the door to the truck with the window still open. He's like, ha, ha, too smart for you. And then the troll just rips the door off the truck. <laughs> And so he and it, it does get a laugh. But what's amazing about this is that meanwhile, uh, Rimshot the dog has taken over driving the truck, yes. even though his little puppy <clears throat> feet cannot reach the gas. <laughs> well, well it, he he may have had cruise control on uh, at the time and, in a and, truck that old. And okay. and, 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 and um, logic. Ma- yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's hilarious because the dog can shift gears. Yeah. <laughs> He's like. Ramshot, throw it in a reverse or hey, whatever. But it, I'm just going to keep he's, saying the Look, he, he, he's taller than Richard Hammond, and they let him drive cars. So, <laughs> oh, you know. God. 
I mean, it, so there's there's something well, to it. Well, maybe you know? it's one of those special cars, like what we found out on uh, Princess Bride, where I told you how the, the stunt double who was playing one of the R.O.U.S.'s, he got pulled over, and he was a little person, but he had a specialized car where he had gears that he could reach with his hands instead of pedals that he had to push with his feet. So maybe that's how they got rimshot to drive the yeah, car. Who knows? Maybe. It's very possible. And this dog is just, he's cool as a cucumber. He doesn't yeah, freak rim, out. Yeah, Rimshot's real good at driving that car. If this and the mask teach us anything, it's that a Jack Russell is the dog to have with you when you're in a crisis. Yeah, yeah. Especially or, a supernatural or, crisis. Or, or if you're Frasier. No, mm-hmm. Frasier hated yeah. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Toss salads and scrambled eggs. So, we're at the point of the movie where my dad got up and left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and said, I've got better things to do. <laughs> no, that's not true. The only movie my dad took me to that he actually said I'm done was Gremlins 2. And he I never saw that one. Literally halfway through Gremlins 2, my dad said, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I I, I, <laughs> I can't I watch this. <laughs> oh Lordy. I don't think I've ever actually done if if I paid money to see the movie, I've not done that. Yeah, I've never I yeah, if I'm there, because I'll watch a bad movie. I, I have stopped watching a okay movie but i don't think i've ever actually given up on a bad movie because i like bad movies too much i love bad movies yeah you're kind of the king of bad movies that's true uh anybody who dwells in the land of what people also watch yeah Yeah. you're gonna watch a lot of bad movies oh it's fantastic it it, bad movies are are fascinating in in so many ways you know you you get to see this whole unvarnished other non-hollywood unvarnished yes (laughs) I'm out. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Hang on. Anyway. There we go. I made me laugh. Rim shot. <laughs> go ahead. Say it again. Rim shot. <laughs> Every time I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, it's our new bit. Yes. <laughs> But we do have a nice Acme moment where uh, Jim Varney gets... It's totally an Acme moment. Yeah. It's funny how so many movies uh, we've watched are just... They've got these Acme qualities to them. But he gets trapped in a metal barrel. Mm-hmm. Of like troll repellent or something, isn't it? I have... Well, see, I wrote that down in my notes, actually. When he's traveling in the truck and fighting the troll at first, I didn't see the barrel in the bed of the truck. It's like yeah. it suddenly just appeared. No, it was there. It was? It was there. Oh, then yeah. I must have missed it. Cause yeah, I just... and it, it had, because that's what I, that's the reason. I, said, I had noticed it before, but just now I noticed and it said troll something. And I'm assuming <laughs> it wasn't like troll pheromones. It makes me know? think of our like old school Batman <laughs> where it would say yeah. like Gotham City acid. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, just, okay. If only that's the way the universe should work. If you have a bunch of acid, it should be stored in barrels plainly labeled acid. Yeah, Walter White. Yeah. Jeez. But uh oh, what does he sell? Okay, so we've skipped to the school dance or school Halloween party and the guy who runs the sort of shabby shammy store yeah uh, what is he selling he said something like deep fried sushi i think it was <laughs> and he's got he's not carrying like a cooler or anything but he's like deep fried sushi and he's trying to peddle this to little single digit kids yeah it's ridiculous if you're eating deep fried sushi you don't care about your health anyway right it's true yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was procured from a gas station so yeah you're just your life is taking a bad turn see this is another reason why you need to watch community because there are so many eartha kit jokes 
about about airplane bathrooms I that I so can't much. make because you don't know the show and I can't. Well, talk we're gonna about, get around yeah. to that. You gotta watch. Uh, we gotta figure out a schedule for that where you start watching Game of Thrones and I start watching Community. Uh, yeah. I mean, only if you stop after season five. Hey, see, then that still leaves you five good years to pick from. Okay, then um, you yeah, and you uh-huh. can stop after season five of Community. You know what? <laughs> I'll make that deal. Uh, <laughs> and I guess uh-huh. Adam's still on on this if he's watching Rick and Morty, but he's got so much so much less material to catch up on than we do yeah, yeah, it's not does. fair and that's i'd say that's one of the that's the superior show in my opinion unconditional love yep. oh that's the answer yeah that's where you get a turning point in the movie where uh eartha kit who nobody really bothers with eartha kit and she's a lot no. more disturbing than <laughs> Ernest, in my opinion she's walking around just watching this mother and daughter and the mother and daughter are having a fight and the little girl says i hate you and then turns around mom never mind i love you and then it's just they don't really give an explanation for it. Eartha Kitt's just like, oh, that's the answer. Unconditional love in the heart of a child. Okay. Yeah, this this movie isn't the best when it comes to, like, exposition. It's like, <laughs> Ernest is a sanitation engineer because we need him to go to Eartha Kitt's yes, house. Yes, yes. To talk about throwing stuff away. Yeah, and Eartha yeah. Kitt only exists to further. Yeah, to explain know, yeah. the plot. Yeah. Well, it comes together a little bit toward the end because you do find out, like I mentioned earlier, she was a little girl when Phineas World first buried the troll. Now she's an old lady. And this is, but the part I don't understand about that whole thing is she is so against the worlds. She's like, oh, no, no, the worlds will bring the troll back through the portal and it's terrible. But the only way to get her uh, siblings back and the other two kids who were turned to wood when she was a little girl is to bring the troll back and undo yeah. the curse. Yeah. So why has she been preventing him from coming back all these years? Well, and also, too, the Whorls in the beginning were the ones who caught the troll and put him under the tree. So, I don't know. That did. I guess they just gotten so progressively worse. Each maybe like I, I imagine this backstory with Eartha Kit where, okay, so Phineas had a son, the the second world okay that's great maybe she teamed up with him and tried to get him to bring it back and it was a massive failure and then the dumber and dumber and dumber the world's they, got yeah, i'm sure it was in a deleted scene if we ever get our hands on the director's cut you gotta you know, wonder i'm sure that'll be there yeah, <laughs> with, with four, article 45 minutes of uh of, of uh, extra footage i gotta understand so okay so the troll and you know the 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 troll and we, we said it before it is genuinely scary and I can see why kids would have been freaked out by it. And in a way, that troll sort of ended the Ernest run because this was the last theatrically released Ernest movie. Yeah, there was one where he was supposedly supposed to be a pirate, but it was never apparently an official Ernest movie. Yeah, but... and they did direct a video. They did a few. Uh, did they? Yeah, they did several direct videos. Okay. Um, but uh, but this was it as far as you know the 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 cinema, uh, the you know theater or theatrical release for Ernest and and you know it is you know kind of sad it was it, but in a way, it went on about as long as something like this. Yeah, could go. I mean people got their fill of the whole Ernest thing. Like, yeah. and, but I mean we're sitting here however many years later watching it in the studio and it's yeah. something that we remember and. You know, a lot of people have passed it back, you know, to or passed it on to their children because it's relatively safe programming and it's just Ernest being doofy and running around and getting into trouble. Yeah. 
But which, it actually does have more of a story than any of the other Ernest movies. It does, and this there, is part. A, yeah, this moment right here is part of it because uh, at first you think that the troll. Sorry, hit the wrong button. They said rim shot, and I was gonna do that. I'm oh, still learning how to use this. The thing. subtitle said rim shot. <laughs> so Jason jumped the gun a little bit on that, but you Sorry. find Ernest's poor little dog gets turned into wood, just like the other children. That made and... me super sad. No, I I was so upset. Yeah, this I, this was the most emotionally yeah. invested no, that... I got in the entire movie. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, literally, go kill that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it, we've talked about this before. It's like okay, you know, haunt or, haunt and kill our children, whatever. Don't kill our dogs. You come after my dog, I'm gonna kill you. Mark. I will sick Marky Mark <laughs> yeah, on you yeah. and John Wick. You don't even understand. Yeah, but yeah. So you find out that never seen John Wick. I haven't either. Yeah, never seen it. I I don't know that I could watch yeah. it. It's kind of like I Am Legend because uh, I have a German Shepherd, and after watching that movie with. With Will Smith and his German Shepherd after what happened to that dog. I'm, I'm never watching that movie ever again. Well, there yeah. is a website that tells you whether or not the dog dies. Really? It's actually called yeah. Does the Dog, dog Die? die. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. I could, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I am legend, because if the answer is yes, it. yes it does. I, I'm not going to go see it yeah. if the answer is yes. Yeah, I'm out. I have yeah. no interest. Don't need it. But uh, here's our big turning point, uh, because the kids of the town who are all... Buddies with Ernest, uh, Kenny is the main little boy that's teamed up with Ernest. The, uh, his other two friends have been turned into wooden dolls and are residing in the oak tree. And the, Kenny's dad is the sheriff who resides over the sanitation department, yeah. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. And so it comes to, you come to find Kenny's the one who discovers the real weakness of the troll. Ernest sort of stumbles around and... Gets, knocking over milk yeah, yeah knocking yeah. stuff yeah. over and yeah. he gets covered in milk or he splashes milk toward the troll and he never seems to connect the dots and say oh well he's running away from me now i wonder why that was right uh kenny's the one that pieces it together and then uh the kids who have been bullying him all this time uh one of the bully kids was actually turned into a wooden doll as well so all the kids band together because they discovered that the troll's weakness is meak <laughs> I remember as a kid, that was the funniest thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I was like a genius thought of that. Well, yeah, just, no, because when you're a kid, stuff like that can like, I mean, you, you laugh until it hurts, you mm -hmm. know, and it I funny sounds like it just yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I kind of wish I could recapture that because I mean, that's like uh, Ernest goes to camp. I remember in particular, I just laughed my ass off for, uh, through that movie when I was a kid and I don't really ever want to see it again. <laughs> because well, I don't because it'll yeah. ruin it it'll yeah. absolutely ruin it I'll go oh my god this is terrible well, that's <laughs> well I thought that was how I was going to feel about this one but I mean it's almost exactly as I remembered it I think your favorites stick with you though as far as Ernest because you do remember it. and this isn't exactly a movie where I didn't understand what the jokes were <laughs> no, <laughs> I no. understood them when I was a little girl yeah, it wasn't you, you, you it wasn't yeah, subtle you comprehended booger lips pretty pretty much yeah got that Ernest yeah. was Ernest was on my level no. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I really got it um but I rewatched Ernest Saves Christmas the other like a couple of years ago because I was just treating myself to a bunch of Christmas movies uh, in December and I was like you know what I haven't watched this movie in years and for whatever reason the line where he's got the reindeer in the back of his truck and he's got to deliver them on time in order for Christmas to happen he's like I gotta get the you know what to you know where by you know when that cracked me <laughs> up as a kid and I rewatched and I was like that's not particularly funny no, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no but it's just Ernest's Something, yeah, it's approach the, it, to it where he's like, 
he thinks that everybody should be in cahoots with him yeah because he believes in santa claus and he's on a mission yeah. and, it, and, and that seems to be the crux of a couple of his movies where he's he's on a mission and he's got to accomplish this and get it done and he thinks everybody should just be on the same page as him yeah. and they're not so so very often they're not well you know Ernest is sort of like um i'm sorry but i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> I, this is coming up organically. Oh, no. Uh, there's a character in Community uh, in one episode. Oh! Uh, it's uh, Britta's ex-boyfriend, who is a carny, and his name is Blade. Of course. <laughs> and the whole thing is that no one can figure out why a carny named Blade would be somebody that a woman would just become obsessed with. And the whole thing is that his uh, he had actually gotten brain damage, and the part of his brain that feels shame had been destroyed. And so he doesn't care about impressing anybody. And he's just he's just totally himself yep. all the time. And it's very appealing. And I think that's something about Ernest is that, yes, Ernest is an idiot and he's a klutz and he screws everything up, but he's fine with himself and he just does his thing. No, that I could absolutely uh, meet you in the middle on that one because they do something similar on Parks and Recreation where... Tom thinks that he's going to become the new Jerry of the office and everybody's going to make fun of him and come down on him. So he's trying to make somebody else feel stupid so that they'll become the new Jerry. And he does it to Chris Pratt, to Andy. Mm -hmm. And Donna looks at Tom. She's like, nope, you can't do it. He's a puppy with no shame. It just doesn't. <laughs> you're never going to bug him like yeah, that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you, that that's a freedom that most people will never know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ability, and it, it it's not to say that you should be a person who doesn't want to be liked, but I think it's very uh, affirming to be the sort of person that if you're not liked, that doesn't bring you down too much. You know, like, I'm going to be mm -hmm. myself, and it, I, I, I would like people to like me for being myself, but if they don't, that's not going to make me feel bad and make me not want to be who I am, you know, and that's earnest. You know, earnest right. is... No matter what, Ernest is Ernest, and he's genuine. Yeah, he is, and I, and there you was can a lot. Even say he's Ernest. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I deserve that one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Rim shot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. After about three episodes, I'll get tired of doing it. So, <laughs> the movie turns into the thriller video, <laughs> uh, but which, but which we need that sound effect. Yeah, That's what we really yeah. need. Because you don't really have the range for that one, Jason, no, to no. be perfectly honest. <laughs> Shaman. Oh, dear God. But, yeah, so it's funny how you get these really sort of serious moments with Ernest where he get, he tries to be he tries to be the big damn hero yeah where yeah. he's like oh, I'm gonna get, beat these creatures to death with a bat like and he's gonna go for it but then you know he's commentating like oh DiMaggio steps up to the plate like whatever the hell he says yeah. I know that's not what it well, was it, it's still. it's sort of an unrefined version of what Jim Carrey did oh 100% yeah, yeah. It, Jim Carrey and Robin Williams where they just I, you know that they just said all right Jim Varney do your thing for a minute like yeah. Uh, I know that when he's dressing up as the end of, was that the Baron Munchausen running around the background? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little distracted. But I, I love how, because we didn't get super into this uh, in the beginning of the movie, because you think he's just batshit insane, Ernest, where the kids are asking about the treehouse and he's the Roman general. Then he's this woman with a, a collar brace. Um, he's just like, Oh my goodness. And just all these different characters and voices that Either, he's doing. Yeah, all these vaguely southern or vaguely midwestern, 
uh, yeah. sort of characters, uh, which which I like. Uh, yeah, there's a cowboy. Uh, there's yeah. the Roman general. There's a couple of different ladies. One of them's like, oh, hairspray can fix anything. <laughs> and I thought we needed hairspray. Like it's just, and you don't, they don't factor in for any really good reason. It's just like, let's let Jim make up these characters and yeah. we'll dress him like a woman for a couple yeah. of shots. And he even fights the trolls as these different characters. Yeah. It's, it, it's just like, okay. It, it's, it's the whole movie is really, well, it's what all of them are. It, it's a, a vehicle for Jim Varney to do earnest things, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, that's fine. I mean, there's been many characters that have had, you know, a, a series of movies where the movie who cares is just another excuse to go see that character. Right. You know, I mean, all the Pink Panther movies, you just want yeah, to, you, you were just going to see Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. You know, whatever he was up to, we were going to go see it. Yep. It, and that used to be a thing and it's not really anymore. Like, and I, I We've talked about this on about how well we get mad at actors who do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, all right. the time these days. Yeah, well, people get made fun of now for it. Like Captain Jack Sparrow was shots fired all over the place for just yeah. like, oh, how many more pirates movies is Johnny gonna make? It's like, excuse me, some people really genuinely love that character. They're not going back for the movies. They're going back for Johnny Depp. That's what well, they're doing. Yeah, and it's like, who are you gonna please? You know, I mean, yeah. you're gonna. I'm gonna stop doing these movies that my fans really like and that I make a lot of money on. So I can please people who probably didn't like the movies anyway. Yeah, yeah, it just, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And and actors are not zero sum things. You know, you can have an actor, you can have Johnny Depp going out and doing Pirates of the Caribbean, and he can also do other movies. Yeah, it's not like he dropped, because I think that's the thing with Jim Varney, uh, from, from what I've read, he was actually a well-trained actor with, yeah. uh, oddly enough, Jason, a background in Shakespeare. Yeah. So uh, he was an incredibly talented person, and you can tell that he could do all sorts of different voices. And Well, uh, he invented the, the character. Well, he didn't. Um, Cherry invented the <clears throat> character. Cherry invented the character, but but he he gave it to Worrell because I think, I think uh, not Worrell, uh, Jim Varney, Varney. I, th I think he was in uh, Hollywood, but the actor strike happened, and it was like seventy nine, um, and so the industry yeah that's what I was saying earlier. Cherry came to him and had the idea for yeah, Barney, but he was a real. I mean, he was out there trying to be a legitimate actor, right? And then this came, you know. Well, here, let's do this, and we'll just make some money and do some commercials, and then all of a sudden, kaboom! You yeah, know? it yeah. blew up and helped them both out. But oh man, you get it's. It's a little Hanna-Barbera, a little Scooby-Doo uh, toward the end where all the yeah. trolls, unfortunately, do rise from the ground or the dead or where, wherever they were. I don't know. They, they bloom from their Brussels sprout pods. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. But it's kind of funny because when they first... I, I hate Undercrank. I, I, I hate it. It's, <laughs> out of everything that's ever been done... In in a movie, it, it, the the whole undercranked where they you know they artificially speed it up. Yeah, I like with it. the cars and death race I hate and Ferris it Bueller. So yeah. much. It well, not necessarily Ferris Bueller, but it just that one. I think my dad was saying the shot just took a long time for the guys to fly over the hill. But with undercrank, it just make the with a movie like this. I can see the benefit of it because with little kids, they it's can, basically a cartoon. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you slow down the characters and you see Ernest making all these funny faces while he's running away from the trolls and, Oh, I'm too smart for you. Oh, and then he starts chasing them around the tree and it just, it's silly. Yeah. So with little kids, I can see the benefit of it, but with, with, I don't know. It seems like a desperate ploy with other movies. Boy, it, it, you know, I have to, I have to wonder if M. Night Shyamalan watched this and went, my God, that's it. 
<laughs> I've got my alien movie ending. Oh, but wait, the kids show up to save the day with super soakers filled with milk. I totally had that super soaker. I had, I had at least no. uh, yeah. the pistol. It broke after, I think, the third day I owned it. <laughs> They, they, they did not have a very long service life. Super yeah, well, soakers. and kids just treated them like Rambo weapons. You'd crank yeah. the pumps so hard. Oh, yeah, hard you just and pump, then, pump it up until like it, it was, exploded. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> and they didn't have like a pressure. Well, later on, they started putting pressure gauges on them to where they're like, okay, pump it to this point and not after yeah. that because otherwise it is going to break. Yeah, and they were super expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, getting a super soaker was, that was like getting a bike. a big bike. damn deal, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's kind of like how Ferris Bueller complained about getting a computer instead of a car. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, that, that cost, that super soaker was roughly the same as a 10-speed. Yeah. Hey, butt breath. <laughs> and so he, they hit them with milk and they, they beam up to the Enterprise. Yep. Um, Scotty uh, is on his game today. I, I got it. Uh, it eradicates them. Your special effects are lame. <laughs> that's not the point. Yes, it is. Sorry, that's a little inside joke there, listeners. We never have those on the podcast. No, no. I'll put it in the show notes. Nah. But yeah, so. I hope you're writing all this down. Oh, no. we're recording it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah no, we I'll, got, yeah, I'll hear yeah, it at yeah, some we're point. Because unlike you, Jason, I go back and listen yeah, to these I know, before got, I write the show she's notes. She's got to listen to this stuff. I, do. I, I don't. <laughs> I do, oddly enough. But yeah, so now all the trolls are disappearing except for um, Grand Moff Tarkin troll, uh, <laughs> who is, or you know, the emperor, whatever. He's in the the body of the oak tree, and summoning. What is he doing exactly? He's just saying, "Make me immortal." Like yeah, that. he's like summoning demons to. That part's not really like you later. do. Yeah, like you do, but uh, <laughs> Eartha Kit, you gotta love this. The one seriously silly moment she has. Uh, well, she's got two that I really like. So a troll comes up to her and they just scream in each other's faces and she scares it away and it and runs she, off. Yeah, she's, and she is just full on committed to that scream. Too. I'm telling you. Know? you she's I, on Eartha it. Kit, after, after seeing this and having just recently watched The Emperor's New Groove for the God, first that time, it's pure gold. Yeah, it's like Great. I, I have a newfound respect for Eartha Kit. Can we do that movie now that you've seen it and yeah, I'd you love actually to do it. like yeah. it? Because I suggested it forever ago and you were like, uh, no. Oh, here we go. Oh, look, they're using those hook things. <laughs> like Ernest is like 40 different characters. He's the Red Baron. Um, he is uh, Vigo Mortensen from Hidalgo. Um, and about 12 other people. No, no. Vigo Mortensen was, was Jim Ernest. Varney. <laughs> yeah, was Ernest yeah. from Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to watch a dog yeah. and think about it from that the perspective. The whole movie was just ripping off this character. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's brilliant. You know what you did, Vigo. You know it. Yeah. We know where you got your inspiration. Uh uh, but yeah, so, oh, and Eartha Kitt has that one other moment too, because she's, oh, Jason, I thought of you when we were watching this movie last night to get ready for the podcast, because Eartha Kitt has that big, like, witchy-poo hair that's all blown out, and she steals a bicycle to get back to the her property slash the swamp, and she steals the little bike and runs away, and her hair's wafting, and I was like, right in! <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that. Like, from Kimmy Schmidt. Um, but she, uh, at one point, she crashes the bike. And she's sitting there in the middle of the road and there's this urgent fight happening and she knows it's happening. She's got to rush home, but she's sitting there fussing, like trying to fix the chain and the kids zoom past her. And she's like, oh, but my bike. And they're like, there's no time. And then she just runs off again. Like, oh yeah, maybe this isn't important right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she does have some good golden moments on this movie. 
Yeah, and 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 you know the movie does sort of peter out. Uh, the 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 action at the end goes on about forty five minutes too long. Quotes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they they could have done the entire last scene in about ten percent of the amount of time that they actually dedicate to it. Uh, but then it would have been about an hour long movie. So yeah, you had to make it worth. Know, the... But it's just bit after bit after bit after gag. You know, and it's sort of like, okay, we get it. They're going to do funny things with the milk. Well, it's like you said, it's you know. Jim Varney doing yeah. earnest things. Yeah. And it, the, hell, even the beginning in the credits when it's playing the spooky uh, Halloween music and you know it's going to be an earnest. What skin. is happening in this universe, though, at this time? Is Ernest actually all of these different characters? I mean, <laughs> it's... Is is there something more to the Ernest universe? You know, it's no, Ernest but, when he forgets to take his medication. Yeah, I, or is it like is it like a David Lynch thing? Is it, it you know? Are we seeing like you know all of his you know or like the Doctor and all of the other Ernests <laughs> that he's been? You, you see know, them all. They, they like, all come back to help fight the trolls. All the Gallifreyans gathered to, yeah. <laughs> to fight the final war. Oh, now it's the boss battle. And all you need to be invincible are longer nails, uh, jiggly antenna. <laughs> and uh, horns all over your face. Hey, it works for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that why you've been wearing concealer lately? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're approaching Halloween, guys, so now I know. But, uh, yeah, you really do have to wonder, like, where all these characters come from, and they kind of touch on it in the beginning of this movie because, like I said, when you first see him dressing up as ten different people, as the, the Red Baron, as uh, the Cowboy, the whatever... Uh, and he's literally and for no reason at that point either it's literally just to say hey i'm doing this thing right now it's probably going to be relevant later in the movie yeah uh but kenny's talking to ernest trying to solve his bullying problem and they they come up with a brilliant plan to build the treehouse mm-hmm. and then later they meet up with two other kids in the woods uh like a grown man does and uh they're looking for the ideal tree like we mentioned and he said, yeah, we got to be able to keep the Ottomans out. And then uh, one of the little boys is like, what the hell is he talking about? And Kenny goes, don't ask. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you got to want, like, it's not anything that's super relevant. It's yeah, just some random shit that Ernest he'll, does. He'll shatter time and space again. And it gives me a headache. And <laughs> we got to fix the vortex. Yeah, <laughs> Ernest it, is off. Uh, oh, so now all the trolls are defeated. Except, but, yeah, except but Jeremy, not. what's happening? The Tartan, is it? What is his name? The Troll? Yeah, Tartar Sauce. I don't know. Tar- tar- <laughs> his name is Tartar Sauce? You know, it's yeah, like tar- sure. tartar, Tartarus, Tartar. I'm going to tar- look this tar- up. Tar- yeah. Terry. He's, I think it's he's, Terry. He's summoned the demons who have made him stronger, and he's invulnerable to milk. Yeah. I guess they should just shoot him. <laughs> You're right. This yeah, is they, it. They never yeah. tried that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, with the weapons that yeah. well, no, the milk actually works though, unlike with it where they have to believe <laughs> that it works, which is some some BS that I'm just not going back into. But That'd be wonderful if that's what happened in it though, if they all just started believing that milk would kill him so that it just became this movie and they especially just attacked in, him with milk. Especially in the town of Dairy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. Rimshot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but So yeah. the troll is basically a big dick, and he's just ruining everybody's Halloween. Absolutely. And then spooky cartoon ghosts start flying on the screen, and the movie doesn't end. Well, because what do you... I mean... <clears throat> My question is, what are you going to do at this point? Imagine if the credits rolled right now. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny gets turned into a wooden doll credits. Yeah, because Kenny, uh, 
rim shot the dog. Like the, <laughs> most of the children are turned into uh, wooden dolls, but th- that's pointless at this point. Like the oh turning, yeah t- turning Kenny true, into yeah. a wooden doll doesn't help because his army's already been defeated he, he's just being a dick i guess yeah. that's one of the many steps that he had to take i suppose where his army could be raised from the dead and then only after his army was raised or sprouted from brussels sprouts then then he could summon immortality maybe that's part of it but at this point he doesn't have an army he no. just has uh, his immortal or invincibility rather yeah so to milk uh but not to the love of a child or right. the heart of a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is what Ernest definitely has. Like, yes. which is, this is one of those movies that they wrote facts to suit theories instead of theories to yeah. suit facts. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they're like, okay, Ernest has to be the protagonist. Ernest has to save the day. Ernest has to do, they shoehorn Ernest into a movie and they make everything else fit. Ernest's yeah. agenda. Yeah. Uh, because no other adult has the heart of a child in right. the town of Whatever. wherever they are yeah. <laughs> yeah, in er- Missouri. Er- Ernestville. Yeah, in Ernestville. <laughs> Worrellville. <laughs> That's where we are. But, and, and yeah. I like how Eartha Kitt is explaining to just somebody. Yeah, instead of Ernest. Instead himself. of telling Ernest. Ernest like, doesn't understand. The actual way you kill him is like this. <laughs> What's oh, that you he, guys are saying? But he hears her above all the shouting, above yeah. the raging fire <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the forest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can hear her. Uh, oh, and I did think of Bob's Burgers with this, Jason, when the ring of fire set up in the grass. <laughs> is my grass going to be okay? No, no, it's it's non-burning fire. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Curl it, her. yeah, everything goes to slow mo. Yeah, yeah, where all the parents are suddenly cheering That's on. My parfait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, movie. But we're nearly there. Don't worry. Uh, but of course, Ernest figures it out. Yep. He says, "Come here, little fella." <laughs> and the troll and, and, and just runs is, at him. I, I have to admit. All the ways they could have done the unconditional love ending, that is the best way they could have done it. This is it. the most earnest he, way of he, doing he, it. Yeah, it's actually the most, like, okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I wondered why they picked such a tiny actor to play the troll. Right. Then, when you see the troll jump into Ernest's arms and Ernest dance around with him like he's a little four-year-old child, I was yeah. like, oh, they're, okay, I understand now. <laughs> yeah. And it is, I mean, I have to admit. Oh, when he kisses oh, yeah. him on the nose and gets the mucus on his face. Ugh, be- because normally the way they would do this in a in a movie would be like, he would be like, okay, like, let the kid live and, and you can kill me. And, you know, oh. Yeah, there'd be some sa- sort yeah. of sacrifice Or like involved. the Frozen ending. Oh, wait, that's how Frozen ended. Never mind. Let it go. Um, <clears throat> no. I've never seen it. I'm telling nothing you. From, let nothing, it go. Nothing from Frozen. I don't want to cry. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Haverford. Oh no, that's no, that was Aziz. No, it's Ansari. still Aziz. Yeah. I'm sorry, just different, wrong character yeah. now. Thank you, Daryl. Um, so yeah, and uh, well, and this this is actually kind of a an emotional moment too. Uh, we finally get all the children, uh, well, all the people of Briarsville gather around Ernest, and they're thanking him, and he's their hero, and things come full circle, and it works out. All the children are morphing back into kids. Yes. And their parents get them back. It's very touching and very sweet. Uh, but uh, then everybody starts drifting away from Ernest to go toward their children. And then he's left all alone in the middle of the forest. Oh, I know. And he's like, in, you know, they're not wrong. He is like a little kid because he looks at the tree and because his dog, Rimshot, 
sorry. That's why I said yeah. his dog. Yeah. But um, his dog was also uh, turned into a wooden doll. And he says, well, there's nothing coming out of that tree for me. <laughs> and that, that actually, Except that, that made just me wait s- a little bit. Cause <laughs> well, and uh, the dog was not in the tree. Oh, he was in the right. trunk where that's Ernest right. left yeah, him on the dash. Right. That's right. Because he's like, sit here, ramshot. There's got to be some benefit to being a wooden dog. <laughs> so we left him in the truck when he first started the whole troll battle of Briarsville. Fewer messes, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's not gonna not gonna piss on the carpet. <laughs> this is true. So, you know, I mean, there's there's advantages. He's bad at walking, though. Is that you, or my sister? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and someone brought this up when I was like reading online comments. She refers to her as Sister Francis. Let's say Eartha Kid is in her seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. So this might have been 70 years where it originally started. That would have put it in like 1920s. Okay. Yeah. How old is Eartha Kid? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. not a witch. You come to find she's just an eccentric old lady. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something else. Maybe she's a supernatural why. being. <laughs> Maybe she. Well, it would make sense that she is. Oh, Although I, pre- my, I prefer to interpret Ernest as a, a supernatural being. It makes more <laughs> sense that way. That he's Somehow. actually not stupid. He's a, he's from a parallel universe. Or no, he's actually from the universe running the simulation, and he's entered the simulation. But and what he doesn't realize is that it's all inside a bigger simulation. Yes. Oh. Yeah. He was the oh. janitor at the building running <laughs> yeah, the simulation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to put this thing on. Uh. Oh, but then... Hey, Eartha Kitt's in this one. Yeah. Oh, it's old Eartha Kitt. sorry oh but then Ernest gets his puppy back and you you end on kind of a weird note where um Eartha Kitt goes up to Ernest and she sees he gets rim shot back and that's great and he's happy again because his dog was all he had and then they uh, you're pretty sure that Jim Varney starts making out with the dog because he he starts crouching lower and lower below the camera line and Eartha Kitt looks up at the camera like what the hell is going on right now so hey, maybe he was. Roll you know, credits. You know what? <laughs> maybe he was. You never know. So well, that was Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, yes. Uh, again, uh, one of the uh, most uh, terrifying movies in um, the uh, Halloween. I know. I'm going to have nightmares when genre. I go No, I know. No. Look, compared to Halloween Town, this was you know the, uh, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> at know? least you get uh, the, your your classic Ernest moments yeah. out of this movie. Well, yeah, at least I have po- like like very, very good childhood memories associated with this as yeah. opposed to Halloween Town, well, which was just a pile of garbage. Just to <laughs> note, I'm looking at the credits. One of the Apprentice editors was Kevin Grutert. He went to edit the Saw movies. Really? Yes. Uh, taking a lot of inspiration, obviously, from say, this movie. these movies, yeah. he probably yeah. would have had to. Like, uh, and connect to Carrie always, once again. Hi, Carrie. Wait. You're awesome. Saw. Carrie always was in Saw? I never saw it. But he was in the first Saw movie. Oh, I, yes. I, I never saw it. Yes, he was in the first Saw movie. Yeah. And the seventh, for those who didn't make it that far. I, I didn't, because, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not a fan of scary movies. It disappoints be- me that he was in Saw. Because Carrie Always <laughs> was in the first one, that's why I saw it, because I, yeah. I'm an avid Carrie Always person. But, uh, yeah, so, Jeremy, this is the portion of the show where we actually go and take our trademark scale of quality, the mm-hmm. Alf to Seinfeld scale. And we see how the movie or TV show in question stood up on that scale. So 
I'm not sure what you've listened to of our episodes, but the quick synopsis of how it works is Alf is the worst. Seinfeld is the best. The reasons why is because uh, they flip the script on us as kids. So when we were kids, you think Alf is genius. It's so funny. It's all this. And then you're a grown up and you're like, oh, it's garbage. Gotcha. Whereas Seinfeld... It bores the life out of you because you don't know what these boring adults are complaining about as far as cutting Snicker bars in half and all this other nonsense. Then you grow up and you're like, oh, my God, it's me. Seinfeld is me. So um, that's why Seinfeld is at the top mm. of the tier and Alf is at the bottom. So where does Ernest Scared Stupid belong on this scale to you? Trying to think of a show that would compare to that. It, it's not the easiest scale to, to put something on because... <clears throat> If you watched it when you were a kid and you loved it and you watched it as an adult and you loved it, it's really a five. So right, really, right. really five is not a bad score. No. Um, yeah. For instance, Rocco's Modern Life is smack in the middle of those two shows for us because in a way of thinking about it is with Rocco, the justification was something along the lines of, well, okay, um, it's not something that I would sit and watch that I would binge on Netflix or something, but... I can actually appreciate it more than I used to when I was a kid and it's not, it doesn't lose any of its funny kid humor to you, but you get more of the jokes. You can appreciate it. You can appreciate it more overall. So I I think Ernest scared stupid uh, is equal to Rugrats for me. Okay. We haven't scaled that one. So yeah, that's one of those where I liked it as a kid and I also liked it as an adult, but there are some things I picked up. Um, Yeah. I was honestly watching this expecting it to be horrible but it's funny. It's not a particularly good movie, but if you go in knowing exactly what you're going to get, you're, yeah. you're going to have a good time. Yeah, you can't go into an earnest movie expecting something more than an earnest movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I I would give it um, like a 4.9 because okay. it was because I loved it whenever I was a kid and it, I groaned a little bit. Yeah. Not much. You know, so it's just like a notch below what what it was for me when I was a kid. So, again, that's not a bad score. It's just saying that it's kind of about consistent with what it was whenever I was younger. You know, I'll agree with that. And honestly, with I have a little more sentiment toward these movies with my dad, who does honestly kind of look like Jim Barney. Yeah, that's what and I'm going to think of now. Anytime I see him. <laughs> and he'll, he'll do the voice for you if you ask him to. It's great. Um <laughs> But yeah, he, uh, I don't know. I've got fond memories of watching this movie and just, it makes me think of my dad when I watch them and it's just everything I take with kind of an earnest grain of salt, just all, but he's sweet. He's earnest. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a five and a half. All right. Okay. Uh, well, I think that, uh, just about wraps it up. Does anybody have any news announcements, anything as far as, you know, projects anyone's working on or, or social media where social media where people can find you? Uh, I'm on Letterboxd if anyone wants to see where I gave Ernest Scared Stupid three stars out of five and other unexplainable ratings of the movies I watch. Uh, my name is Spectrum EFP. Just search for that. Give me a follow. Read all my horrible reviews. And there you go. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> uh, we can put a link to that in the show notes. Sure. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Your beloved Darth. Wait, uh, all of her damn show notes. And as always, of that course, no one reads. <laughs> no, I read them. Oh, that's true. You but do. I'm a nobody, so that technically I didn't really <laughs> You're only the co-host yeah. of a show. Um, uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at uh, hindsight horror, and on Instagram at hindsight is horrifying. 
And, of course, you can always find us on the web at hindsight.show, which is just a fancy way of going to hindsightishorrifying.com. But I got tired of saying that. Yeah. uh, We did all these uh, crowdsourcing and testing. No, we didn't. Jason just got tired of how long our name was. (laughs) So, uh, listeners, please feel free to visit us. We've actually released a couple of new episodes and have uh, more than usual coming your way this particular month because we are closing in on our first season. Yes, yes, yes. And we have more fun Halloween episodes episodes coming your way we're not going to tell you what they are we'll leave the spooky secrets up to you it's more earnest movies yeah, you, you have to <laughs> yeah it's nothing but earnest <laughs> it's earnest all the way jingle all the way welcome um, to hell <laughs> no but uh, you have to tune in to find out what other awesome movies we're going to be doing for halloween so stay tuned and once again thank you for joining us for your drive time listening time ignoring your significant other time whatever time it is for you We appreciate you, and we will see you next time. This has been Darth Jader with... Jason Mitchell. And our good friend... Jeremy. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great evening.